This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it's Dave here and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. You're listening to The Cinemile. It's the show where we walk to the movies. Uh, and then we see a movie and then we're going to walk home uh, from that movie thank you Dave for that laboured explanation now we are walking very quickly to see Widows because we're running a little yeah because we're late and it's yeah. your fault as always <laughs> and uh, yeah this is a movie we've been wanting to watch for weeks we just have not um, been able to get to it and I think we've both been really good about avoiding spoilers um, but we are aware of the fact that it's getting rave reviews. So avoiding spoilers, I've been avoiding the, the plot details. Yeah, I've avoided everything. I because I haven't even seen a trailer. When you hear a movie is this good, you're like, right, I, just, I yeah. don't want to know anything. I Let's know that it. it's um, all I know is it's a heist movie. Excellent. Um, which I love, love a heist movie. Steve McQueen directs this. Um, who did Twelve Years a Slave and the um, shame. Shame and hunger. So I'm glad to see he's back to one word titles. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not a title that describes a state of being. No. And did you? Because uh, um, he could have had a state of, he could have had a state of being trilogy. He like could have. hunger, shame, and twelve uh, years anxious. Of twelve. No. Twel- uh, <laughs> what anyway. Did you, what did, yeah, go on. What were you going to say? I was going to say I I didn't enjoy twelve years. Of I stopped watching it halfway through. It was too much for me. Um, if I'd been in a cinema, I would have stayed for it. But because we were watching it at home, I didn't. It was I relentless. It off, yeah. I thought Hunger was an amazing piece of work. I haven't seen Shame. Me neither. And I thought Twelve Years a Slave was just like really well put together. He's an excellent director, but Jesus Christ, it was grim. And um, but this one, interestingly, is the screenplay is co-written by Steve McQueen and Gillian Flynn. So she of. Um, Gone, Gone Girl, Girl fame and obviously Dark Places the TV show we loved this summer she wrote the book that was based on Sharp but Objects Sharp Objects sorry she's also written one called Dark Places which I also enjoyed um, but yeah so she but this is a screenwriting credit for her and it's actually based on a book by Linda LaPlante who is quite a prolific writer including um, she wrote like Prime Suspect that TV series oh that's so old school two screenwriters Helen Mirren yeah so two screenwriters and it's based on a book. So I'm guessing like with that kind of pedigree, it's going to be a really good story. And we haven't even mentioned the cast and there's a whole load of them. It's a big ensemble. Yeah. Um, yeah, Davis. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Liam uh, Neeson, he was in the last movie we reviewed. So we're actually doing a Liam Neeson double bill. And it was entirely <laughs> yeah, sure. intentional. If, I don't think it counts as a double bill if a week has passed. <laughs> I think does it does. It? I, don't I, don't think, I don't think you understand the term of double bill. Anyway, we gotta go because it's freezing cold. <laughs> Goodbye, we'll Bye. see you after we've been widowed. Well, you won't be widowed, hopefully. I hope not. I'm not gonna die in this movie. Our husbands aren't coming back. We're on our own. My husband left me the plans for his next job. 
All I need is a crew to pull it off. Why should we trust you anyway? Because I'm the only one standing between you and a bullet in your head. That's what I've learned from men like your late husband and my father. Is that you reap what you sow. Let's hope so. Right, it is very cold. We're just out of Widows. Yeah, it's We're freezing. walking home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathy, what do you, what you think of that? Do you want to give a quick synopsis? Um, I mean, the, the premise, and I, I didn't even know this much of it, um, the premise is that three women who were widowed um, because their husbands were in a life of crime and they died during a heist um, embark on a heist themselves where they try and, you know, get some money that... that that their late husbands owe. I guess that's the kind of brief yep, synopsis. That'll do. Um, but but that doesn't really summarize it in the sense like that's a plot synopsis. But I mean, firstly, I loved it and I loved every scene. Like I relished everything. I thought you know, visually it was so interesting. It was such a great character piece. The cast was just like out of this world. Like every second scene, I was like gasping with excitement at a new amazing cast member that was popping off. Um, it really is an amazing. Uh, it's ensemble. an amazing ensemble, and then. Like, I mean, I love the heist stuff because I always enjoy really good heist stuff. And but but it was a lot deeper than that. Like there's a reflection on politics in the US society and there's a lot of, you know, real representation and reflection on racism in America. And that stuff was really striking. Um so I definitely think it's like a real achievement and I think it, it does that unusual thing of actually saying a lot about society while simultaneously being really fun. And while simultaneously, like, I don't know, it was like fun and serious at the same time, which is a hard, it's a hard thing to do. And it's an unusual movie in this, like, today and age. Like, you know, it's a big cast, but like, it's not a huge budget movie. Um, It is based on a book, but it felt very fresh and original. And like, the closest comparison, like, obviously from this year that I've seen in the cinema is Ocean's 8. And like, Ocean's 8 is nothing on this. Like, this is like they're like leagues apart um this there was real nuance and there was real um like there was genuine peril with what they were doing which isn't something really in any of the oceans movies so yeah i just all all over loved it absolutely loved it what about you disagree oh most of it with what you said really yeah i was really disappointed by it it's left it's left uh just left not really feeling anything I admired this movie a lot. I think I think what this movie to me is a load of brilliant parts that don't make a good sum. Oh, interesting. Um, I think the I think Steve McQueen is an amazing director. Like he is one of the best directors alive today. And he, the way he creates atmosphere in a scene Particularly, it's all visual. He's a visual. It's so visual, filmmaker. yeah. And and I was on the are, edge of my seat for so much of it. Oh, and he's an amazing action director, which I don't think I've seen him do before, really. But like all the high stuff was oh, it's just so some some of the shots and the um and the way sort of uh, some of the stuff with cars is done um in particular. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, the editing in this, the way the movie it tells its story is brilliant so the Steve McQueen top notch the cinematography and the editing amazing loved all that stuff the performances are excellent like and in particular it's hard to sort of call everyone out but like I thought 
Viola Davis, as always. I mean, knocked just goes it out without of the saying. Park. She's really the core of the movie. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Dipnicki, um, I think is her name, um, was probably the second sort of standout. She's the one who gets the most screen time. Yeah. I thought she was excellent. She's really good. Um, Michelle Rodriguez felt a little sidelined to me. Um, and yeah. then, besides that, uh, Daniel Kaluuya as oh always. Oh my god. He's like. <laughs> he's, I mean, that's a fun role for him to play. I mean, he's like, I think he's an amazing actor anyway, and I love him he in Get Out. But intense. he's so scary in this movie, and it's so weird, right? This is where I'm like, okay, because I googled IMDb for the movie when we were coming out of the cinema, yeah. And then, right, I went on Twitter, and you know when you go in and what's trending on Twitter, and the first thing that came up trending on Twitter for me was his perform. Everyone's talking about his performance in Widows. That what? can't be trending on Twitter but right now. now. No, but I had just IMDb'd it. No, all right, quick side note. Sometimes when you go into um, moments or search on Twitter, it shows the last thing that you, the last time you opened it, which could have been weeks ago. No, the last time I opened Twitter was like two hours ago. I'm addicted to Twitter. Anyway. Um, There's no way, and everyone's talking about Daniel Kaluuya's performance in Widows right now. <laughs> anyway. This movie's been out for three weeks. This is what came up on my Twitter. I'm going to show Look, you. You're kidding Daniel the Kaluuya's podcast. Daniel performance in Widows is getting noticed by fans. That's literally what's popped Wait, up. Wait, hang on. That's the headline. His performance is getting noticed by fans. And then it's, you know, the that's way it summarizes what everyone's saying. Anyway, isn't, like, that's obviously weird. That's by the by. But anyway, I, I scrolled through it then and everyone was saying he's, like, a better villain than Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a strange Honestly, comparison. He's um, so scary. There's a scene that takes place in a bowling alley where I had to turn my face on the screen because I was so yeah. disturbed by what his character was doing. Well, more of that in Spoiler yeah. Street. The, um, anyway, he's just incredible. Anyway, he's a real standout. He's a got, he's got a fun character um, and he gets, he gets to do a lot. Everyone else... There's an, some amazing actors in this. Robert Duvall's in this. <laughs> yeah, for like to, five minutes. But to the point Jackie where... Jackie Weaver, the amazing Aussie actress. Uh, yes, so she's very good. Um, but to the point where Robert Duvall's in this and then he comes back, he kind of disappears for a while and comes back and then I went, oh yeah, Robert Duvall's in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a bit um, Colin Farrell, love him always. Colin Farrell, like, you could list off all these amazing actors and everybody does a great job. If I anything, just, Liam Neeson was the worst in it. Liam Neeson drops the ball a couple of times because um, he had an American accent at the start and he had an Irish accent later on that's all I have to say well yeah man um, cannot hold an accent anyway I, I'm trying to explain my thoughts oh, on the sorry. movie here um, <laughs> the, so, but I thought in particular those three are the ones that really stand out I think they get the, the most sort of attention and they kind of hold the film up so I mean I've d- basically I've just dis- praised loads of things <laughs> and I think <laughs> and I think like the music's excellent yeah. the action scenes are good where what doesn't really work for me is I thought the plot the screenplay um, wasn't strong enough and I think like I said all of these elements worked in isolation and I was able to admire them when they were all happening but none of it came together for me as a movie I felt like this movie had no momentum oh really? no I was largely just kind of being brought dragged along not dragged that's not fair I'd be just being brought along from scene to scene I never I rarely felt a sense of excitement or um, propulsion that you should get with a fun quirk, quick heist movie like this but it's not quick though the, it's not a quick movie no and to be fair and, yeah. the, and look that's not that's not what the it's movie not an is. Ocean's movie. No, no, and yeah. it's not. And, and I and I liked that it was a departure. It's it's not an oceans movie, and I think that that's fine. It's very much its own thing. But I'm just saying that's how I felt during the movie. I felt largely disengaged. I was stepping back and admiring it. And, and the characters, as characters, 
I didn't really connect or engage with any of them. I was when you're admiring the performances rather than engaging with a character, that means I'm disconnected from the movie, and and that's honestly how I felt. Um, so for me, it's a it's kind it's kind of a weird fail. I can't really say it failed because it's a it's like everyone did their job brilliantly. Is it that your hopes are too high? But no, no, no. It's not that at all. Because I was looking forward to it, but I was like, it's not like the, my most anticipated movie. I didn't even know what it was about. Um, it's just that, that nothing. Everything was brilliant. Everyone did their their job perfectly. But it's almost like it was all quarterbacks and there was no teamwork do you know <laughs> what I mean stop pretending you there know anything no about American football <laughs> I don't know why I use that as an the analogy the only thing you know about American football okay, is that here's one season of Friday Night Lights we watch here's, here's a better analogy but also sport related and I don't know why I'm just a sports guy I don't know anything about it it's like the whole movie was Cristiano Ronaldo but there was no, but there was no team do you know it was like every single person but was Cristiano person Ronaldo but every person should be brilliant in a movie what's your point my point is that everybody was brilliant in the movie including the director and the crew and everybody but the movie wasn't good well, then does that make sense the, well then you're saying the director's not good no my because the, well, he's amazing well, he's yeah, a but genius it's the director's job to tie this all together particularly when he's also co-written it so actually no, well, the feedback makes no that's sense my fa- that's where I think it fails I think the core of this um, doesn't work and if I can dig a little bit deeper uh, let's go to spoiler street maybe because i think we've kind of said our piece okay so yeah i'm interested in your reaction i'm not i'm really surprised by it and um, to your point about feeling like you're being dragged along i was the exact opposite to the point where i really 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 needed to go to the bathroom because i drank a massive thing of sprite which is oh, and you a, missed a really good bit i know and i ended up when i went i actually ran like i don't often do this in the cinema i ran to the toilet and ran back to the seat because i was like i don't want to miss anything and i was really annoyed about the scene i missed as well um, there's a great scene in this of a character running to a bus she's awesome yeah, she's like the new tom cruise yeah. she literally runs like tom cruise but better um, all right well we turn on to spoiler street here and get into uh, yeah, one, uh, one more thing before spoiler okay. for anyone who hasn't listened what I loved about this movie as well is and like I think this would just come naturally you know like things become more diverse as you know people who create things are more diverse so this movie obviously is like written by a, a woman and a black man and directed by a black man so this movie was naturally diverse like completely across the spectrum it wasn't one of those movies where like Ocean's 8 where it's like almost a bit of a gimmick that it's female driven it was just the right thing to do for the story that the core characters were women yeah. and it was the right thing to do with the story that the cast was diverse and uh, it just it was just ap- like an absolutely like seamless example of diversity on screen and like in 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 the way that it naturally served the plot and I just thought it was fantastic um, and it was there's no gimmick around it you know which there and I, I you know I enjoyed Ocean's 8 and I, I'm pleased they made it but you know there was a sense of gimmickery around it that, that just doesn't exist in this but it particularly helps when Viola Davis is your leading lady <laughs> Interesting though, uh, just one more thing before we turn to spoiler street, and to further pull on my my point of the um, the parts not working together, all the all the actresses were great, um, but I thought they had zero chemistry together as a unit. You talked about the Ocean's Eight, which I haven't seen, but the Ocean's movies, like I think back to um, George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon all sparking off each other got very little of this and any time in this movie and any time they sort of attempted that it fell really flat on its face if you ask me no I disagree but I think we need to go to Spoiler Street to discuss that we're turning on to Spoiler Street Street and there's a train just going past on Spoiler Street it's also railway tracks 
<laughs> yeah, that's the spoiler train. It's the 706 to spoilers <laughs> station. Trains are coming. Um, okay, spoiler street for widows. Okay, so what I'm talking about specifically there is that the that scene where honestly this is one of the worst scenes I've um, I've I've seen lately in any movie. This is like really? straight out of the cookie cutter cliche book, where in the middle of the movie where. Um, uh, whatever the the three non Viola Davis part <laughs> people in the in the uh, in the um, the crew are all talking about what a hard ass bitch she is, and Michelle Rodriguez says the line, "You know what? Somebody should just take that stick out of her ass." <laughs> and then Viola Davis appears from the shadows and says, "Maybe you should make me or something." I mean, terrible Viola like Davis that. is Annalise Keating, her character from. But like, um, come on, come on! How no, did how did Steve McQueen allow that one to happen? Well, this is what I was going to get to. Write with my, that my and only, direct it, my and they performed it, and then nobody was like. Is this no, but this stupid? is the this is the only problem I have with the movie, and I didn't get to it before. Is that I think this, the actual dialogue let it down. Yes, the dialogue it's was the terrible. Dialogue. The writing is bad. But but the, but I loved the story, and I loved the I loved the setting. So so much of the script, I loved the elements of it. But there were scenes where the dialogue just didn't work. Yeah, and that's a really good example of one where she's also let's say that she is Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, yeah very much. Like so. she's, but she's very much playing to type here. But that's fine. It's fine. She's she so does good it. at that. Yeah, she does it very um, well. Can I just say, um, I kind of disagree with you there in that I thought the story itself was great. I think this is a great setup for a movie. That's what I said. And I was really excited. No, you just said. Oh no! Yeah, sorry. I'm agree- okay. I'm agreeing with you. I it's thought the no dialogue I'd issue with. I thought the story was great. I loved the setup. However, I think the screenplay, and I don't mean the dialogue because I also think it was a failure. I think the screenplay, in the way that the story is paced and unravelled, didn't work for me, and that's what killed the momentum. And also, there's too much in here. The movie should have been a little bit more economical with what it took from the book and Disagree. I haven't I haven't read the book yeah, you but read the I book. feel like a lot of what's in here they crammed so much in here that I think it killed the pace to the point and a lot of it's interesting honestly um, I thought the politics stuff the wards and the aldermen that's all interesting um, the stuff with uh, Manning um, versus uh, Colin Farrell and all, all this stuff <coughs> very interesting the stuff with her backstory I loved it of Marcus her, uh, their son in that tragic uh, flashback that you were in the toilet for oh my god I'm um, so upset that's what I missed but like that that sort of touches on um, you know the, the current um, climate with um, uh, police and African Americans in, in America but there was so much so, around race that wasn't the only bit Like no no to be fair yeah it's very much central it's, very, it's a very small sort of community focused movie in many ways it's based around a specific ward but it's in based Chicago, around the casual African American ward and the casual racism of white people, like yeah. um, like yeah. Colin Farrell's character is just sitting around using the N word with his dad, and him and people are just saying, "Oh, this black guy, that's black guy." The condensation, uh, con- condensation towards black women is shocking in this movie, um, like as in from like Colin Farrell's character, like, "Oh, look, he wants to win," you know, he wants to win this election, so it's like, "Oh, look, I'll just take these women of color and I'll bring them up on stage, like, to take photos with them." It's so and that stuff happens thinly all the time. sinister, isn't it? And yeah. It's such a thin veneer of polite yeah, sort of it's yeah, condescension. And I just I love that they, like, every, nearly every scene you looked in, there was that kind of racism being leveled at it. And it did seem to be a big issue for Viola Davis as well that her husband was white and then ultimately their son was killed because he was black. 
and then he has a son with someone else and she says you've got your white baby yeah though. and, and that's that a shocking line like, look, that was I, so devastating for me I agree that I agree that that stuff that stuff is very much in the core of this movie and it's it's sort of intertwined into its fabric and it all came across pretty well to be honest but as a but as a whole it kind of kind of felt like two different movies in in some way because the 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 crime stuff felt tangential in a way to the crime stuff almost felt a little bit silly and heightened compared to some the serious sort of uh, subject matters that they're tackling and it made me kind of wish that this had been a TV show like a, a 10 part series would have had a bit more time to flesh all this out because a lot of it felt rushed let's face it I think don't think Michelle Rodriguez's character got to do a lot she had a couple of really interesting scenes the really interesting scene was when she she met a fellow he was widowed and, and so was she and, and they kind of connected for this one moment in time on both being widowed and they like had this really passionate embrace and then they just both cried and I just thought that felt like such a real scene and I, I mean yeah. honestly I disagree with you um, so I, 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 I think if you're gonna if you're Steve McQueen and you've made such powerful movies in the past and you want to make this type of music absolutely grounded in a wider setting uh, this type of movie so you absolutely grounded in a wider setting because in something like Ocean's 8 why does it have to be that the only plot is the crime caper why can there not be context and nuance and backgrounds and different people in it and I just loved it yeah look yeah. And, and to be fair I mean um, it did all come together like the reason why there are so many characters which for me was killing the momentum at the beginning. I think it took quite a while to get going. But you knew they were but all going to like link up in the end. Yeah, no, I did. And yeah. and and they the way they linked up was was very well done. I think I particularly liked the moment where it was revealed that it was Colin Farrell's house. <laughs> was oh, the, that was brilliant. Was the same. Like, and that's I particularly great. enjoyed the moment when um, we haven't even gotten to the bloody twist yet. So the moment when the fourth oh, the, widow, no. the fourth widow who no. wants nothing to do with them. Let me talk about the fourth Sorry, widow. So first of all, we were so excited when she came on screen because we're currently um, binge watching The Sinner season two on Netflix. Yeah. And she's like the standout of The Sinner, albeit she's a very small role in this. Um, and there's this brilliant scene where Viola Davis goes to her apartment and she's got her white baby. And uh, and Viola Davis's dog, who she carries in every scene, which I absolutely loved. I thought that was such a good character um, point for her that she just always has this dog and she's so attached to it. Yeah, that was great. And uh, and the dog starts barking, 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 and we see like a whiskey flask. And I thought it was that that woman had been sleeping with Liam Neeson when he was alive. I actually genuinely didn't realise that he was still alive now. Like it was an actual twist for me. So do not scoff at it. Didn't see it coming. I saw it coming from the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> I said, and I'm not going to say this to Kathy because you get pissed off if I do that. Well, yeah, I you don't ruin Liam Neeson's not people. dead. I did and he wasn't he, dead. He's got I, very high billing for someone who dies so soon, but I thought it was because he was in a lot of flashbacks. That's such a low hanging fruit of a twist as well. And it was like, and it really felt like that's what I mean. When you've got things like that and then he comes back and they have a silly exchange, suddenly I it felt. I thought the exchange wasn't silly. I thought it was really. Horrific. No, that's that's when it that's when it kind of fell over for See, me a bit. Because we we first realise in, in the in when he comes out of Colin Farrell's boat, which again I loved that he was in Colin Farrell's boat. But we realise that he's callously murdered his own crew, right? And we see the video clip of him kind of going above and beyond to murder them, like, you know, putting extra bloody accelerants in there. And then with her, like his own wife, and they've suffered the loss of a child together and he's, you know, faked his own death. And then when he finds her they have that horrible exchange about her saying well now you've got what you wanted you've got a white baby 
and then he basically goes to kill her. Like yeah, that's, he that's just, not a light scene. Like that's a really dark. I didn't say scene. it was a light scene. You're I saying say it's a silly, silly scene or whatever. Yeah, because it's not suddenly though. no, because suddenly he was this weird cartoon villain with an Irish accent. I didn't. Yeah, well, the Irish accent did not belong in it that scene. It just felt okay. like they'd been establishing him. Uh, to be fair, they had been establishing only through her point of view. He was there. Yeah. He was being established in her memory. Yeah. Okay. And if enough. your husband dies, you're not you're not lying in bed thinking of him being an asshole. She was lying in bed thinking of them hugging and kissing. Now the opening scene of this movie where we saw Liam Neeson's tongue going in and out of Viola Davis's mouth. That was an excruciating scene for me. I that was, was actually worse than the scene of the baddie stabbing the guy in the bowling alley, which was horrific. Oh, that was awful. Um, um, yeah. I, in that opening scene, I was cleaning my glasses. So I could, I could only see like that there was two characters in bed. I didn't even know who they were. But all I could hear was the, all the cinema, this Mexican wave of like, <laughs> so gross and I thought okay fine maybe it wasn't his tongue maybe I imagined it oh no there's his tongue again it was like that scene from Top Gun where you just keep seeing Tom Cruise's tongue it's disgusting um, so yeah that bit was really gross but I mean I'm, in- I'm interested in your opinion but I have to say I strongly disagree with it <laughs> that's fine <laughs> <laughs> and you're wrong honey and uh, now it's really cold so can we go home yeah I, th- I mean I think I'm I'm really embarrassed because we just walked down our road and then we realised we needed to keep talking so we turned around and then we saw our neighbour who I'm pretty sure does not know we have a podcast so she must think we're completely crazy oh really I'm so embarrassed (laughs) I'm going to have to text her come on yeah let's wrap this up yeah let's wrap Um, this up thanks for thanks for listening let us know let us know what you thought of uh, Widows I feel like I feel like I'm in the minority here Um, I feel like that too tell me tell me I'm not crazy someone else kind of is out there that feels, feels similarly but like I think I, you're holding this movie to a higher standard like you think all the like Marvel no, movies not. are amazing and you're saying that there's flaws with this movie well, hang on a second the I can't but that's that's different it's not different which uh, movie will stand the test oh, of time? Avengers cannot, 7 or oh, this? Stop it. You can't be like, why are we even... How can you bring in Avengers into I mean, this? They're why in do a you different, sound like I just brought in your dead in, child? They're in a different ballpark. That's not. A, that's, a, that's what I'm that's saying. You're holding this movie analogy. To, you're just because they're this, both movies. You're holding this movie to a very high standard that you're not applying to other movies. I basically said everything in this everything in this movie is, is brilliant, but it just didn't work for me. Okay. But right. like I came away from Avengers and I felt like I had a great two and a half hours and had a blast. So does that? But do, wait, does that mean that I'm saying that Avengers is be- a better well, movie than yes. Widows? By your own no, standards, then yes. I don't. No, but it's not. That's bullshit. <laughs> this is entirely different context. This movie, from a filmmaking point of view, is just leagues ahead of anything oh, Avengers. Oh, good. Has ever okay, done. I'm pleased to hear that. So, but like, but. but 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 that's not the point. No, that was my. That's, I was trying to get you. I wanted a pyramid. What do I? What Widows do I th- and Avengers. Which no, was higher. come on. Why did you even? Why do you always bring it back to? Like you make me sound like some sort of fucking um, Marvel uh, uh, sort of fanboy sitting around yeah. in my Spider-Man underpants. Dave, you have a um, Spider-Man shelf in our house. I don't. Sh- shut up! Don't, don't tell everyone <laughs> about anyway, my Spider-Man we've completely shelf. Completely gone off topic. It's way too late. No, and we our neighbors think we, we're crazy. We weren't off topic. I was wrapping things up, and then suddenly you were like, "I can't believe you don't like this movie, but you like the Avengers." Oh, is that what it's I like, said? Hang like, on. No, that's not. You, you, that's not how you how you treat all of cinema it's an, and this is why I don't like rating systems oh so this is why you don't like reviewing movies no we don't <laughs> on we our don't, podcast we don't review movies no this is a walk home from the pot from the movies in fact the only thing have, I rate we have marital disputes <laughs> the only thing I rate is podcasts actually we're not 
Oh, good segue. <laughs> You're you trying to talk me down off this rant I, that you pushed me into. I'm saying the only thing I rate is podcasts, and I only do one rating on them. It's five stars on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and if you haven't already given us a five-star review, please do so. We implore you, because we do this podcast for free, and we know people um, like listening to it, and that's all we ask for in return. Jay's angry at me now. He's refusing I'm to I'm so speak. angry. You just basically, <laughs> you, you riled me up. You made a, you made a silly little comment yeah. um, that was unfair. Excuse me, don't diminish so my comments. Um, so dismissive, and which didn't even make sense in this context. Then you cut me off mid-rant to make some sort of punchline, which basically meant, no, no, Dave, the podcast is over now. Yeah, the Please rate us on it's iTunes. Cold. I want to go to um, bed. Oh, it's cold now, is it? It is cold. Oh, my God. Our neighbours are going to think All right. Crazy. Yeah, I am shouting. Yeah. Okay, um, bye everyone. Bye. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the cinema. <laughs> bye. Now the best thing we have going for us is being who we are. Why? Because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off.